Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Daily Devo with Sarah. It's your host, Sarah. Thank you guys for tuning in and happy Thursday to all of us. We are going to be talking about the topic of moralism. And we're running off of verses four, sorry, chapter four, verses seven to eight from the book of Job. And here are the verses. Consider now who being innocent has ever perished. Where were the upright ever destroyed? As I have observed, those who plow evil and those who sow trouble reap it. Okay, it almost just sounds like in my paraphrased version of those verses that like karma is a thing. Again, like karma is not rooted in a Christian doctrine as in like the root of the word doesn't come from christian roots but i think conceptually it is essentially the same thing you know like where it says those who plow evil and those who sow trouble reap it like the evil acts that you commit it comes around back to you you know whether it is you like talking about somebody behind their back like that's gonna come back on you somebody else is gonna do that to you you know like when you talk disrespectfully and harshly to somebody like that's gonna come around back to you you know um okay so the input from the authors goes job loses virtually everything right we talked about him in our previous episode i gave a little bit of his background so if you need a refresher the previous episode would be a good place to start um but yeah he loses a lot in his life his quote-unquote friend eliphaz what a name tells him that good people are blessed and wicked people are cursed and let's stop right here real quick um i don't know where you guys' thoughts are on that right where like you do good good comes around you do bad bad comes around because i mean i think that is not true hello like you look at I don't need to like list nobody but like (laughs) just some famous people that we see on tv and everything they do very unethical immoral things and yet they are very much wealthy they you know not that it's all about money but like they seem to honestly have a good life right just apart from money they have very intact families I mean for all we know stuff could be going down you know in real life but at least in the public eye, you know, that's the picture that we get. And even just like people in your life as well, there are people who just seem to like deceive people who seem to, I don't know, just like do things that are wrong, okay, in our eyes, but then the quality of their lives seem great, you know, they're not suffering through anything. And sometimes we also see the other way, right? Like we see all these people who are just genuinely authentically kind to other people generous to other people and then they're going through so much hardship and you're like yeah i mean something feels off right something about that doesn't seem right so when eliphaz tries to i don't even know about trying to comfort job but he kind of like hints to job like hey you must have done something wrong to bring these devastating events onto your life um he's like kind of off on that as well 
right? Um, what a friend. I mean, no wonder the authors kind of have this in like air quotes here. But anyway, so it must be Job's fault that he is suffering. And you guys, we know from what we talked about in the previous episode that Job actually did not have a fault. Not saying that he was like a sinless person, but then he was just, you know, he had this reputation from his community and also in the eyes of God for being a righteous person, as righteous as he could in his human state. Um, so yeah, his speech sounds remarkably like Proverbs, for it is true that there is a moral order that tends to reward good and punish evil. You're right, because to some degree, like it is true, you know, God does, you know, reward people who do good. And he does punish people who do evil. Like, that is also true. Yet, Eliphaz is a moralist who thinks nothing we get is a gift, that everything is earned. And you guys, we know that's not true, right? We talk about grace, you know, that the grace of salvation that God gave us through Jesus' death and resurrection. That is not something we earned by any means right it is not something that we deserve the opportunity to be saved for your eternal life the opportunity for you to not be damned to hell you know like we didn't deserve that and yet god made a way by sending his son jesus to take that role for us He sees the world almost as a machine that you can control with your moral behavior. That is what Eliphaz believes. He sees the world as a machine that you can control with your moral behavior. And that is not true. Um, Yes, you can manipulate and manifest in your behavior to be the best person that you can be, right? But then... I think you're going to run into a lot of dissonances and inconsistencies because you're going to do all these wonderful things and you're going to end up with cancer. You know, you're going to do all these bad things and you're going to end up wealthy. And we see that happening to people and it doesn't make sense. And so this moralist perspective clearly is not what the Bible runs by, it seems like. With that view, okay, continuing on, every time trouble arrives, it will not just grieve you, but destroy you because you will feel feel it as if it is all your fault, right? I can only imagine like this really well-intentioned person, right? Just like thinking one day suffering with breast cancer, like, my goodness, I really just gave my all to be the best version of myself, serving people around me, loving on people around me, and this is what I get. Like, what have I done wrong? Where did I go wrong? What mistake did I make that I wasn't aware of, right? And I think that confusion will absolutely destroy you. Instead, we need to know these three things. First, that everyone deserves condemnation as written in Romans 3.10 and so on and so we all 
live only by the grace of God. Second, that when we suffer, it may indeed be in part to correct us or wake us up, but not necessarily always. Yeah, and like we talked about that in the previous episode as well, where like certain hardships might be allowed for us to go through by God because there is a bigger plan to our pains and there is a lesson that God is trying to teach us. It may not, it might, mate, <laughs> it might not be our preference for learning a lesson. You know, like whenever we want to learn a lesson about life or anything, even at school, don't we want to learn it the easy way, the quickest way, the most painless way? Right, but then some lessons need to be taught with pain, with unfortunate circumstances and experiences, um, and that is all part of God's plan. And we need to trust that when we do go through certain things, and it is, you know, like something we go through because it is in God's plan. Like we need to trust Him in that department, even though every inch of us is going to be like, "No, what in the world does God even love me?" You know. All we know is God has hidden but good purposes. Third, we need to realize that goodness will be rewarded and evil punished, but not fully until, quote, the day when God judges people's secrets through Jesus Christ, uh, end quote, Romans 2.16. So, yeah, like, I guess that part is saying God, as the God of justice, while we are on this earth, will you know, put people in place and will put certain events in our lives in place to execute justice. However, it will not be manifested in its fullest version until like the end of this world comes. And just even that phrase just uh, makes me feel a certain way <laughs> just because of like how that concept and phrase has been thrown around and also abused by some wrong people you know <laughs> like predicting the end of the world but like i do believe that there is an end of this world it ain't gonna continue forever you know even though that is like what feels like it's gonna happen <laughs> i don't think end of the world is gonna come in my lifetime hey just my guess um but anyway like until that day comes and god judges everybody not judges as in like you know like the shameful judging that we usually use that word in in everyday life but like in judging as in based on the decision that you have made in your life to choose god or not like you will be sent to your according <laughs> you will be sent to your proper destinations accordingly to your desires anyway um, can you trust, this is the question of the day, can you trust God without seeing his purposes? Um, me personally, I want to say yes. And I think deep inside my heart, I do. But that doesn't mean I have an easy time with it. So that's why like, it's not an easy yes for me, even though it's not an immediate no either. Because I think through a lot of reflection and through a lot of prayers and through a lot of discussions with trusted and mature Christian friends and mentors in my life, I have, you know, come to truly believe that <clears throat> not just in my good phases of my life, but also the bad phases in my life, like God is molding me and shaping my life ultimately for his glory and I um, am challenged every time I think about this topic to 
trust that my life is in good hands, right? Not that it's perfect, not that it will ever be perfect, but at least it is heading towards the right direction. It is headed towards the direction where I am able to see God as, you know, someone I can hand over, you know, and deliver my life to because he will take care of me. And even if that involves suffering and pain, that God will never allow me to endure more than I can bear. And, oh, I don't know, even just saying that kind of scares me a little bit. <laughs> um, because, like, we know to, like, what lengths some Christians will go um, to, like, trust God, right? And then they end up dead. <laughs> like, I'm talking about, like, Christians in countries like North Korea and China, Somalia, and, you know, I mean, just the Middle Eastern countries, it's severe there, you know, Christian persecution. So yeah, like I'm not comparing my life to those Christians' lives by any means. But I guess like in my, you know, first world country, like issues and hardships that I have in my life, can I trust God without seeing his purposes? Yeah, again, um, yes, I can. But I severely struggle with it that's where I am I think it's just I think even if I were um able to honestly as I would do with the human dialogue with him about it and like have conversations with him about my life and his purposes for me then I would feel safer but I think I doubt I fear that like not that God might not be real, but like because I can't access him the way I'm used to accessing other people in this life, like it makes me feel like um, he is that less, less, I mean, trustworthy, if you know what I mean. You know, like the less familiar you are with somebody because you don't see them for a long time or you don't hear their voice for a long time. There's just this like, distance of not literal but like um a relational distance and in that sort of space there isn't you know room for much trust to be developed and so as much as like my desire as a believer is to trust God even in the hard times because of the nature of our relationship and whatnot our conversation styles honestly it gets hard for my in my carnal state to um be a more mature i guess christian in trusting god without seeing his purposes especially when i'm going through tough times and because i'm an emotionally sensitive person when i am feeling you know i'm not talking about physical pain but like emotional pain and whatnot then i feel that really sincerely I mean severely and it's hard for me to kind of look beyond the pain I'm not one of those people who can like kind of emotionally like distance and shut off um I feel every bit of it it's like a blessing and a curse at the same time um but anyway that's where I am and I want to pray that like God strengthens my faith in this department where even though he is not visible and audible and palpable to me, 
that I can have faith that is just as strong um, as if, you know, like he were accessible to me visibly, audibly, and palpably. Um, yeah. And I'm curious as to what you guys' answer would be. Like, can you trust God without seeing his purposes when you're going through tough times? And if so, if yes, what does that look like for you? How does that get manifested? You know, are you just like bulletproof? You know, <laughs> you can go through anything in life, but then you are smiling the same way. You are f- waking up with, you know, the same amount of gratefulness and same amount of confidence. You know, like, what is it? I'm curious to know. I feel like for me, I've had certain moments in my life when I was able to when I was like I don't know sometimes because I have like waves of my faith being strong and then being weakened and picking up again it's like an ebb and flow sort of a thing um so I've had like experiences of like nothing can touch me (laughs) you know like I'm invincible but then I guess for you guys I just want to know more personally what does that look like for you Okay, so the prayer for today is, Lord, if my perspective and sense of proportion were right, I would realize that everything I experience that is better than hell is a gift of mercy from you, right? Like, honestly, that truth shocks, then deeply comforts. Heal my perspective with your spirit. Amen. Okay, so that is the end of the Devo for today. I want to go to sleep tonight and you guys are starting off your day probably. So wherever we are in our day, um, I want to at least think more intentionally about what else might be preventing me from trusting God without seeing his purposes. So that'll be my little activity and I would love to know your thoughts. So feel free to share it with me. Um, Anyway, hope you guys have a good rest of your day and I shall check in with you guys sometime this week again. Bye!